Welcome to Male Pattern Radness, the podcast. Keep your head and your hearts up. And your fears, anxiety, and cholesterol down. Hey, it's time for hey. another one, everybody. What up, folks? Welcome back. We are glad to have you here on another episode of Male Pattern Radness, the podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Brandon. I'm Ryan, and it is a big day today for Brandon and I. Dude, uh, uh, yeah, so much, I haven't so been, much news. I haven't been this excited since we were right in the middle of Taco Bell Island on Cinnamon Twist Beach. Um, I'll tell you what, man, this is a dream come true. We did it. We did it. This we did is, it. This is our goal when we started our band together all those years ago, and we became a duo. We always wanted our own brick and mortar bait and snack shop. And we got it. We got it. Yeah, we were going to do another mobile bait shop and get a truck and do mobile bait and snacks on the road and mm-hmm. build that up and make a fleet of them. But we realized what's the next step after that brick and mortar bait shop. So we just decided to skip all that and go straight to the brick and mortar bait shop right on the canal prime location. It's amazing. Yeah. And we use our, we still have our jet skis uh, left over from our prior escapades. It's kind of one of the only things that we had left to our name, but we use those as transportation transportation uh, to go up and down the canals. Uh, we still do uh, bait delivery. So we are, you know, mobile, but we have a base of operations. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it's been great having all the space that we have now. Um, we, we do have all kinds of stuff. Uh, all the way down the canal um, we've got like a beach style seating out there we've got a um, a roped off uh, special swimming area and of course plenty of room to fish plenty of room to jet ski um, you can actually rent jet skis uh, they actually are jet skis so when you come you know it's like we have ridden them so I mean yeah. it's an extra little boost of excitement well we do have um, jet ski parking too so we do encourage anyone that lives in the Phoenix area like if you live like on the canal or near the canal just like pop your jet ski in the canal and pop on over and say what's up you know we'll get some some snacks for you some really right. good bait we know uh, all the tricks and tools to catch those canal fish yeah that's tricky. right we've uh we've over the years have become uh, extremely adept at fishing both of us and uh we're not just talking about um you know like regular fishing we've done deep sea fishing uh we both become really good at fly fishing and that's kind of a fun sport because you make all the flies yourself you take thread uh and all kinds of different colors of thread and you um you know it's very small it's just a needle you know a needle and thread and you make these really gorgeous tiny flies and they look so good and you whip them out over the water like indiana jones style that's how we learn to fish by watching indiana jones over and over there really is an art to it yeah so anyway uh it would be great yeah if you guys uh could come on by um we have a really exciting array of things uh, to offer at the shop. But before we get into that, we should definitely um, let you guys know how the hell did we go from being on the run from all those organizations to owning our own bait shop almost immediately? Like where did the funding come from? How did we acquire our space? Um, 
and yeah. we we absolutely have those reasons for you so well, to be clear we weren't on the run uh we were just laying low uh greg girl name was on the True. run right 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 and we were just laying low till things uh kind of cooled off and they have uh we kind of summed everything up uh with greg's uh, body was discovered at the bottom of the grand canyon Right. And uh, they found the all the all the missing gift cards on him, so they closed the case on the gift card bandit, and right. uh, all of that's just kind of in the past right now. So uh, we decided it was time to move on. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know that's that was in our past. And so, essentially, as Ryan said earlier, the only asset we were really able to keep was our jet skis. However, we did uh, keep our mule because that's how we, you know we got around for a little while. So. Um, we bade our mid, uh, our mule adieu, uh, when we came across, um, this guy named Grizzled Jerry and Grizzled Jerry, uh, knew about our history as, a, a two piece acoustic comedy band. And he was very familiar with our songs. And so, um, you know how Bob Dylan and Paul Simon recently sold their entire catalogs, right, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of money. I remember Bob Dylan got like $300 million, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we're talking like big bucks for these guys, you know? And we were like, hey, it's probably time we retire the old stuff. Um, we've kind of actually uh, evolved uh, over time. Yeah, and yeah. We had a lot of songs that we wrote that we were passionate about at the time that we don't really feel that way anymore. Right, so. yeah. So, so we... We went ahead and we did sell our catalog to Grizzled Jerry. Uh, yeah, we traded our, him. Our I'm catalog sorry. and our mule. No, no. Our catalog and our mule. Go ahead. Yeah. So our catalog and our mule, he gave us $1,400 and a storage container that we could, uh, you know, we could use for anything. We're using it for our bait shop. You know, we got him mm -hmm. drop it off right on the canal, but the storage container was full of, it uh, was once a, uh, full of packs of gummy worms. Uh, it is Arizona, it was hot. Uh, I don't know how long it's been sitting there for, but all the gummy worms had melted in each individual package into just a, a lump of gummy goodness. And uh, some people will throw that out, but not us. It's actually probably our number one uh, featured uh, best-selling product, the gummy lump. You know, we don't tell people that they ever wear worms. We just say, hey, it's a lump, it's a gummy lump. It's awesome, it's different, you never tried it. Right, you know, exactly. Sometimes, you know, we try a free sample and you know they're coming back to buy 10 more. Yeah, people you, love the can, gummy lump. And you can kind of, you. there's like so many ways to eat a gummy lump, you know. Um, a lot of people's favorite, <clears throat> we kind of demonstrate sometimes how we like to eat them. And a lot of people's favorite is uh, uh, pulling off uh, pieces of the gummy lump in strings, like string cheese um that's really uh one of our favorite um <laughs> ways to eat it um you can also kind of attack it with um different cutlery um you can use a knife to cut off little squares of it remelt it and then you can shape it back into gummy worms if you wanted to yeah it's really versatile yeah i mean you can make it worms again definitely for sure so yeah. yeah, we got the storage container and uh, and the gu the gummy lumps, which is like really, really just like an awesome windfall that we got. And yeah. uh, we sold some of our, our old uh, music, you know, and we'll tell you some of the, the music we sold. You'll kind of understand why we didn't mind parting with it. Uh, we only got $1,400 and that helped us, you know, get some uh, 
stock up the snacks and the bait and get everything we need going, you know, uh, besides the storage container. Yeah. yeah. A jet ski fuel. But uh, so some of the song titles that, uh, that we sold, as you know, all off just a couple albums that, that we recorded a long time ago. There's a song called uh, I Don't Need a Shower, You Need a Shower. And uh, that was like probably one of the more recent ones uh, that uh, we definitely I changed my mind and like, uh, maybe I do need a shower. And I was wrong about that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I feel the same way, right? And we both probably uh, turned the corner on that. I'm idea. ready to move on. But I mean, maybe I don't need a shower. Maybe I need a canal bath because that's that's how I bathe now. The canal uh, provides so much to us. I don't need a shower. You need a shower in the canal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's our new version now since we sold the old one. Yeah. Okay, another one that we had, guys. Uh, I didn't come from no damn monkey. Uh, you know, we've recently decided that evolution is uh, probably sort of feasible, at least sort of feasible, right? Yeah, we definitely uh, would have evolved on that one, if you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the next one uh, that we... Uh... Something we used to believe really strongly in that we believe the opposite now is called don't don't neuter your pets. And uh, this was just like a weird time. We were really mad at Bob Barker. Mm -hmm. and we were having a feud with them and he was really big all the time about neuter your uh, pet, you know, dogs and cats because there's too many unwanted, unloved uh, pets. And he was right. But at the time, we were just kind of mad at him. And so like despite him, we made the song don't neuter your pets. And right. Uh, well, the reason the feud started was because um, we were originally both supposed to be on the show and we were made to understand that we would go on as one contestant. You know what I mean? Like, oh, on Price is Right, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't that we um, were going to go on as Brandon or Ryan. It was just Brandon and Ryan. But Bob was like, no, it can only be one contestant per slot. And we were like, yeah, but that, that's not fair to us. Like, we are a duo. We always do stuff together. We want to be on The Price is Right together as one contestant. And Bob was like, no, it doesn't matter if our ratings will go through the roof because you guys are on. We're just not breaking the rules for you. So we were like, you know what, Bob? You can suck it. Uh, I was going to say something worse. Suck it's not the, even that good either, but... <laughs> Um, I didn't want to get too grisly on Bob because our, our feud at this point has dissipated um, and we have off, obviously joined the side of, um, you know, thinking that neutering your pets is a, commonly it's a good idea. Yeah, it's probably the right thing to do unless you're uh, doing some breeding, you know. <clears throat> right, right, exactly. Up next we have uh, the customer is always right. You want to tell them about that one? It was a, a, song, a song we made called The Customer's Always Right. Customer's Always Right. Yeah. Uh, so we came out with that, I don't know, probably around 01 or 02. Uh, and um, one of our first songs, um, we were together at a shitty corporate job, uh, waiting tables at the time. And um, that was drilled into our head every day and every night. And uh, yeah, we were but... young and impressionable and we didn't know any better. And so we were. Um, 
Yeah, it was kind of before we really dealt with many customers, you know, Mm -hmm. the customer's always right. But then like shortly into like dealing with customers, we realized that that was completely wrong and that the customer is not always right. And so customer's almost never right, in fact. Yeah, once again, with this uh, list of things, like we were wrong and, uh, you know, we had new information and we changed our minds. Right. Experience is the best teacher. I think the RZA said that. <laughs> right, it was the either the RZA or the Jizza. So I know yeah. oh, it was yeah. from Wu Tang. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> the next one we had, and this is our this is the last one uh, that we were going to go over was um, drill baby drill, and this was from a long time ago when we really thought that you know climate change is bullshit. Why bother doing anything uh, about the supposed problem? And just let's keep getting oil out of the ground and selling it to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we thought the oil companies just had too many restrictions on them and that we should lift any and all restrictions, keeping them from drilling wherever the hell that they want to and doing whatever they want to do. But uh, yeah, I mean, we came around on this one and uh, decided that uh, drill baby drill probably isn't the best approach. Yeah, I mean, getting oil out of the ground is fine, but I don't think we should be using it to power our things. Yeah, at least not as much as we have in the past, because we don't need to anymore. We've thought of new shit. (laughs) Yeah, we want (laughs) to move on into the future in the best way possible. And that probably isn't, you know, so we just really meditated on it and realized that we were fucking wrong. Ryan. I need to ask you a question. It's sort of off topic, so we won't maybe dwell on it too long. But do you think, like, okay, flying cars will be invented, okay? They will be. They probably already can be, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say that flying cars are, are available to us. Do you even think that it's possible to, like, traffic control the air? Like, won't people just be like, meow, poof, how the fuck will we get that on track? Well, cars can already pretty much drive themselves if they're the expensive ones. So maybe they would all be organized by artificial intelligence and they'd all be communicating with each other because, and there would yeah. be sky, I mean, they can make sky lanes as well and people might be able to navigate it. We just have to learn a more three-dimensional a, way of driving. How do you make a sky lane? Uh, well, just like on the ground, you say like drive here and not here, and this is where you drive uh, to organize it. What if cars are driving over the lines, then they can't see them? Well, yeah, I mean, just like when they drive over the lines on the ground, it could be a collision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so I guess your answer is yes, it's viable at some point. Then. Yeah, but then like, oh, cool. They all have to run on cat litter, used cat litter. Can't be oh. not used cat litter. Else, just the vehicles won't run yeah that'd be a huge waste all the stores would always be out of cat litter if they ran on new yeah and, and then, then cats I, would just be shitting everywhere yeah the litter it'll be a solution to help everyone adopt all the stray cats that are out there because we did create a lot of stray animals with our don't neuter your pets campaign so we kind of right. owe it to society to help solve that problem yeah we're sorry about that <laughs> all right, all right so, those, so back to the bait shop right yeah so those are the songs 
some of the songs that we sold to Grizzled Jerry for mm-hmm. their storage container and $1,400. And he got the rights to our previous music and the, our mule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and was it, sad to see. It was sad to see the mule go, but we were glad that he had, you know, he had a good, you know, like Jerry rode off on the mule. So we know that he was going to be riding him around, which is cool. You know, the mule doesn't want to just be sitting around not being useful. You know, he wants to do stuff. So hopefully Jerry's riding him around instead of like having a car. It's much better for the environment and it, it helps the mule too. So yeah, um, fare thee well mule fare thee well <laughs> so we have a new uh animal friend in our life so uh, that's we got right kind of a mascot that he was just chilling in the canal uh, right in the spot where we set up already and so we kind of yeah. live there we, we'd be sure to keep him safe his name is uh starwish the starfish starwish starwish that's my homeboy guy yeah. rules yeah he's just like he's a freshwater starfish he chills in the yeah. canal right in front and like smart he's smart as fuck yeah yeah and his thing is like uh you know you just stand by the canal and you throw in uh some change and you say star wish the starfish i wish i may i wish i might wishy-washy wishy white and then like you make a wish and uh it'll come true because i mean we wish for our bait shop to become a success and Mm -hmm holy crap, things are going really, really well so far. And Starwish yeah. is really coming through. Yeah, it's been insane, you guys. Like, there's there's so many reasons to come to the bait shop. Um, and we're hitting on all cylinders. Like, I guess the combination of all the things that we feature goes so well together that we get people from all walks of life, all cultures, and and people of all different kinds of hobbies. Um, Something that that is always really fun for me to see um, people standing in line on the bad to get in on the badminton courts. We've got a killer setup out in the side area uh, off of the building, and it's gorgeous. Uh, you play under the Arizona sun. Um, the courts are made of all 100% Sidonian clay. Uh, gorgeous, just gorgeous. Um, and, and you guys, uh, you know, as male pattern radness podcast listeners, you guys play badminton free anytime at male pattern radness bait and snack shop, anytime free badminton. So you can't pass that deal up. Yeah. And there is a trophy for uh, court champions. Uh, of course, like we are the court champions, uh, so far, nobody can beat us. And uh, we do, we have to accept a challenge if anyone challenges us uh, to a, a badminton uh, championship match, we have to drop what we're doing and do it. Right. Uh, we, we've had to do it this about 14 times so far. Uh, sometimes, so, you know, if your bait delivery is running a little late, just assume like someone like challenges to badminton and it was like our duty to, to meet exactly. the challenge. And uh, yeah, so far we're undefeated. Uh, and if you do think you can come beat us, uh, come on down to the bait shop and uh, get a gummy lump and let's play some badminton. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ryan, I was thinking about this earlier before the staff meeting, and I forgot to tell you that I think that it's probably about time to start capping the, uh, the badminton uh, visits that uh, the matches that we accept per day, like we cap it at like 10 or a dozen. It is getting crazy. It's getting nuts, dude. So, um, yeah. So anyway, just, uh, mark that down maybe for the next meeting. Um, and that'll be the 
topic we start out with because like i said i fucking forgot and uh yeah i'm, I'm worn out um i'm not not to say that that i don't love what i do i mean this is our dream but yeah you know sometimes playing 35 badminton match in a 24-hour period is uh it's tough being a champion it's, it's hard on your body but i mean yeah we no matter what we've been roused out of bed at 3 30 a.m to go play badminton and we come straight out of sleep and just i mean fire down rain of birdies on our opponents yeah and we are fueled by the snacks uh from the snack shop mm -hmm. definitely encourage you to come down and get some snacks uh, and or some bait uh, some of the right. products that, that we carry you know like uh, we only have a limited space for inventory so we really had to hone in on like which products to carry mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of thought has gone into each item so of course have the the gummy lumps uh, that are really popular uh we uh still uh you know want to do the one of the classics uh 10 saltine crackers for three dollars and they right still you remember that from when we had our mobile uh shop when we were out on tempe town lake on the paddle boats yeah, uh, and uh, they still come in uh, uh, doggy bags. Right, like bags. unused. Brand yeah, new. Un yeah, because we we save money and we pass the savings on to the customer, you know. That's save right. Money's on the packaging. Exactly. And these, these crackers are fresh. Um, they're all whole crackers, guaranteed not to be any half crackers. Yeah, we got Slam Jams, kind of similar to Slim Jims. Mm -hmm. So they product that we've been involved with in the past. Snap into a slam jam. Yeah, it's like slim jams, but better in every way. Right, exactly. And uh, the ingredients are listed on the package, um, and they're real ingredients. You know what I mean? Like they actually say what they are, and not like um, riboflavin, which I don't know what that is. You know. Oh, Brandon, you want to tell them about uh, the corn dog? We got a corn dog, but it's not any corn dog. This is a long time idea I've had, and I feel like it should, it would win Shark Tank if it was ever on there. But um, anyway, uh, this idea is so good to me. And I know that you guys will love it. Um, it's already been pretty sensationally popular at the bait shop. And um, anyway, uh, without, without saying any more, pretzel rod corn dog. Okay. It's a, it's a pretzel rod with a corn dog on it. And I'll tell you why. It's because I hate when you get to the part of the corn dog where the stick, you get the stick and then you have to decide whether or not you're going to like put the stick in the back of your mouth to take another bite or begin like to side eat the corn dog, which is not satisfying. You know, it's not. So what I propose is instead of using a wooden stick, you use a pretzel stick. And that way you can just eat it down as you're going so i don't know what what's wrong with that idea honestly in any way i think it's maybe one of the best ideas that i've ever had yeah we so, here at milpon and radness definitely like love and encourage like more foods on mm -hmm. sticks uh, meats and vegetables but our big problem is uh that you can't eat the stick so like why not have all food on sticks have, have an edible stick of some sort and the pretzel exactly is the perfect vessel for this. Uh, and this is one of, uh, you know, Greg comes from one of Greg's real names, uh, pitches from uh, when he was running the pretzel factory. Right, exactly. And uh, it was kind of in the middle of development and uh, we had a few boxes sent to a PO box uh, of the prototype of these uh, pretzel rod corn dogs. So we ended right. up with them. And so we're selling them in the bait shop. They're doing well. And we're selling them so fast that we already have an order in for more. So this is a thing from here on out. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And ho- like like we said, hopefully this catches on for other foods. You know, I'm sure foods on like foods on breadsticks or foods on cookie sticks. You know, like what do they call the cookie sticks? Bis- biscotti, right? Oh yeah, biscotti. Bis- or if it's two, it's biscotto, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. Nice. <laughs> I learned that from a Conan O'Brien sketch. <laughs> yeah. <Awesome>. Sweet. <laughs> uh okay so what else so, oh yeah you know uh as far as beverages go most most snack shops have a lot of beverages and you get there and it's to be honest with you it's confusing and annoying and so what we've done is we've narrowed it down to two choices to homemade handmade hand squeezed choices that you have now it's called rad juice okay that's the first one now, rad juice is papaya, pineapple. passion fruit, and pineapple, right? Yeah, the okay, three Ps. Cool. The three Ps. So, and then, and then the key secret ingredient, well, it's not going to be a secret after we tell you. We won't mind anyway, because it's so good. A scoop of Gatorade powder. Lemon lime. Lemon lime, of course. I don't know if they make Gatorade powder in any of their flavor. Probably fruit punch, you'd think. Yeah. Doesn't matter for this recipe. Right. Passion fruit, papaya, pineapple, and a scoop of lemon lime Gatorade. And then, exactly. It, yeah, you can get it straight up. That's the rad juice. Or mm-hmm. uh, if you're feeling a little randy, we ferment uh, the rad juice in the canal. Like we put it in bags and float it in the, the canal until it's fermented, you know, a couple mm-hmm. weeks and it's a rad wine. Exactly. That and that can take you to the moon. It's pretty great wine. So um, we do have a couple of little bar stools set up. Uh, so our customers do like to hang out and just chill and talk to us and stuff. And, um, you know, we learn a lot, of course, because all the local fishermen that stop in, in town will come by and have a red wine and tell us their fishing adventures, you know, and it uh, you, you can really I mean, if you if you meet a dude that's like 80 years old in the bait shop that's like two rad wines deep you're about to have the best conversation of your life yeah it's really becoming a community center center and that's exactly what we wanted exactly it brings people together and that's i mean it, i mean you can't ask for anything more from any establishment really so um community wise we're feeling really excited about the things that um we can and will do with the bait shop um oh more food uh we actually do uh we do uh, canal fish jerky um and it's been really really actually going well lately um we serve it in a few different flavors um they are seasonal so we rotate them right now we're doing um peppered teriyaki and mango habanero Ooh, yeah so uh, yeah they're all really good the hard part is just to choose which kind of canal fish jerky to to get you know yeah, exactly. Right, right. And there are a lot of different canal fish, monkfish, rainbow trout, catfish. Um, sometimes we get a minnow, which I mean, we throw those back. There's a reason to have a minnow. Um, the only reason that you ever want to see a minnow is to remind you of Gilligan's Island. And we need the reminders now. <laughs> I I just recently heard that the last member of the Gill- Gilligan's Island, oh, Jesus, the Gilligan's Island cast passed away. That was Don Wells who played Marianne. Uh, and so bummer. that's it. Um, 
So shout out to Bob Denver who played Gilligan. Um, all those years ago, he got busted for weed. And so, you know, I thought of him recently when we became legal here in Arizona that he wouldn't have to go through that shit because Gilligan didn't need that. You know, he brought millions of laughs to, to the world. Gilligan was right the whole time. Yeah, he really was. He knew how to get off the island. So he just <laughs> wouldn't listen to him. So uh, going back to the canal, I mean, we really respect the canal fish and uh, we definitely do a couple recipes with uh, the bounty of the canal that we're given. Uh, we do that jerky, we know. We feel it's kind of like a purest way to like really uh, taste the flavors of the canal fish. And then this next recipe just like really tries to bring them from the next level. Like I was kind of uh, inspired by our trip to Taco Bell Platinum on this one. Uh, we take the canal fish. Uh, well, there's we make canal fish fritters. So it's uh, kind of like little fritter cakes with the canal fish uh, with caramelized leeks uh, and grilled corn. It's uh, crusted with panko to get a little crispness. So we saute them up with some, and some butter and olive oil, get them nice and crisp. And then it's served with a little lemon and garlic aioli that has a, a pinch of dill. And then it's just a really, really nice way to, I think, to uh, it's like a, an ode to the canal fish. Yeah, and, and I mean, fritters are great for sort of any time of day or evening um, and great with uh, with a nice tall ice cup of rad juice. Yeah, this is a breakfast, lunch, dinner uh, type of meal for sure. Yeah, yeah. So did, didn't you say it came with an aioli? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I said the aioli. It's a lemon and garlic aioli with a pinch yeah. of dill. Oh, you said it at the end, right? Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Sorry, I was in dream world about the actual fritters. Yeah, no, yeah. If it's uh, for doing it for here, it's like, you know, decorative, decoratively putting, put down on the plate uh, next to the fritters. But if you get it to go, we'll put it in a little to-go ramekin for you. Right, That's yeah. Good. We do have, we do have, we are, we can do um, food, food and bait delivery within a one mile radius of the shop right now um unless of course you're you're right on the canal um and we can get you on a jet ski then we'll we'll go a couple extra miles because obviously jet skis can go unlimited miles so. yeah it's no problem and also uh we have plenty of snacks but uh we are first and foremost a, a bait shop smell pattern radness a bait and snack shop mm -hmm. we have uh, every kind of bait uh, to get at you every kind of fish that you ever imagined we have flies we have jigs plastic baits we have spinner baits. We have dough balls uh, that we make ourselves. It's a uh, super duper fish dough balls. Yeah, these are really, really special, guys. We hand we hand roll each of these. Ryan and I do, um, and then we bake them ourselves. All the ingredients are organic. We don't use any hormones. We don't use any HMOs or excuse me, GMOs, HMOs are something different. Uh, <laughs> and we uh, don't use any gluten. So the fish are getting um, not only a, a delicious snack, but one that will, um, you know, make them really healthy for when we eat them. Yeah, we have uh, plenty of uh, live real bait. Uh, so all of these we have live and then we have a uh, plastic uh, versions of all these uh, kinds of bait as well. So we have both kinds of clams mussels, crayfish, we have eels, grubs, mealworms, ants, caterpillars, crickets, leeches, minnows, fish shrimp, and we feature eight different kinds of worms for all your bait needs. That's right, you guys. It's, there's no stopping the bait variety that we have. Um, there's nobody in the entire state that has this sort of inventory. So um, These are hand forged by us. That's right. Yeah, we don't, we don't 
send out for any of this stuff. I mean, we spend nights and days uh, putting these items together for you. So, yeah, I mean, remember in Dumb and Dumber when he wanted to start uh, the the worm farm store called I Got Worms? Yeah, yeah. Like he has <laughs> like, you know, he was up the right, right alley, you know, but he had the wrong dream. You know, he shouldn't have done worm farms. They should have been doing a bait shop with all those worms and it probably yeah. would have worked out. Well, I mean, it's definitely working out for us, dude. I mean, this is yeah. one of the happiest times of my life right now. I got to tell you, it's uh, it's great. I can't believe yeah. that this this uh, success is sort of happening. And it's nightcrawlers are the new Bitcoin in yeah in our world. In in our world, for sure, they're um, they're pretty they're pretty hard to come by. Now, I will tell you, uh, there is a secret that my great grandfather taught me that I will pass along to you guys. Um, and the way that he used to get night crawlers and earthworms to come up to the surface of the ground. And I, I do this too. I taught this to Ryan. We'll, we teach it. We'll teach it to our heirs. You know, um, you, you electrocute the ground. Um, it doesn't really matter how, um, but you electrocute the ground and the worms come right up. So you can essentially electrocute, electric, cute the ground anyway my grandpa i can't remember how he did it but i i just had a taser yeah and so i just fucking tase the ground and then it goes zap and all the worms would be like worms and you whack them all you whack them yeah and you get them you know yeah they're fresh and why eight different kinds of worms why have clams and mussels and ants and caterpillars in such a wide variety instead of one kind of bait that works well, you know, uh, fish bite different every day. So having a wide variety of bait is going to help you get the fish on the line anytime you're out at the water. Right, guys. You got this on lockdown now. Wow. I'm so proud, dude. I'm so proud. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, this is incredible. Um, oh, so, you know what? Uh, I don't think that we mentioned... Um, the Radmist body spray. Uh, oh, that's shit, been a yeah. really big. That's been a really big seller. We actually didn't add that to our stock until a couple of weeks ago. And man, it's been going great. And I'll, I'll tell you, the key. Uh, what makes the um, the rain in the desert smell so unique is a plant that grows wild in the desert. It's called creosote. And what we've done is we've taken the essence of creosote and we made it into a mist. And so when you spray that on your body, you smell like desert rain. And there's nothing like desert rain to make you think of this podcast. Yeah, so. and it smells like both versions. Like we have two versions. One kind of smell. They both smell like the canal, uh, mm -hmm. the essence of the canal. But uh, one smells like us before a hard day working on the canal. And then the other one smells like us after a hard day working on the canal. So you can choose which one you would like to smell like, you know, different situations or call for different scents as, right. as we know. Exactly. And like I said, it has been, it's been going really good. I mean, we, um, it's hard to keep up with making as much as, as the demand. Yeah. The body been. mist is moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, get in here as, as soon as you can. We are open seven days a week, uh, 10 AM to 9 PM. Um, and as far as jet ski parking and, uh, uh, relaxing on the canal, stuff like that, the badminton court, we do actually, um, put those, we sort of, uh, close those down for at, at uh, sundown. So there's not really an, a, a time 
you know, it's just yeah. whenever the sun goes down, that's when we got to stop partying. But we will be open uh, a few hours past that to serve you with any snacks and other um, other convenient items that you're looking for. Um, we do still have solar popcorn. I don't think we mentioned that. Um, that is the popcorn that you can take out onto the canal uh, and burn with a magnifying glass. That's how you pop it. Um, while we were mobile, we just had one magnifying glass that we'd have to loan out on a string. Um, but now uh, we actually have plenty of magnifying glasses that we include with the solar popcorn. Um, and the way we attain those um, magnifying glasses was we, we got a case of Cracker Jacks and broke into them and took all the prizes out and the magnifying glasses, we got as many as we, as we wanted, which was several. Um, and so, uh, in addition to all our other products, we do have Cracker Jacks for sale with no prizes in them. Yeah, they are open and there is no prize, but they are sold at a slight discount. Right. And they're still good. And as you know, a lot of people enjoy Cracker Jacks when they're stale. So, uh, we did leave some of the boxes wide open, the yeah. other ones we sealed. And if you're upset about not getting the prize, we will hook you up with a free Nightcrawler. Yeah, in, lieu, exactly. in lieu of uh, the Cracker Jack price, because we needed the magnifying glasses for the solar popcorn. I, we knew you would understand. And just to remind you that you can do that, we did put a coupon in, and it says optional, good for one free night crawler at Nail Pad and Radness Bait and Snack Shop. And you know what's crazy about it? It doesn't expire. So anytime, anytime, as long yeah, as we open. Find another bait shop that will do that for you. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, bringing, we're bringing the heat. Even in Arizona, where it's already hot. Um, not, not to the bait shop, though. We are fully air-conditioned inside of the storage locker. You will feel breeze. Uh, as soon as you get there, we have misters outside. Um, so yeah, come down, give comfortable. us a visit. Just Google uh, Mill Pound and Radness uh, Bait and Snack Shop, and uh, it'll tell you right where we're at. And just come on down, give us a visit. Yeah, we're, we're ready for love you to have you we would love to have you and ryan and i do work the counter at the bait shop every day so you will see us you will meet us uh, we can talk about anything that you're interested in talking about yeah and uh you know we're get, really getting to know and uh, love the canal and respect the canal you know it gives us so much and uh just wanted to make kind of a psa announcement to uh whoever or whomever is uh dumping uh, dead bodies in the canal if you could please stop and i mean really stop murdering but if you're going to keep doing it stop dumping the bodies in the canal because it's like really bad for business for us and it's please. bad for pr for the canal you know and it's bad to fucking murder people just stop doing that in general you pieces of shit yeah no, sorry to that. get sorry about i said that, if they can't yeah, i said they yeah. should stop murdering but if they can't right. like at least like stop putting the bodies in the canal because it's just like that's not classy it's just kind of a weird place to i don't know i don't know i don't want to think about where i'd hide a body it's just so cliche like find somewhere you know more interesting yeah yeah right i don't know okay well i don't know don't they dissolve bodies and i mean where would you get acid though yeah yeah you gotta be a professional for something like that you know but, it's uh, great yeah. oh good you know, it's crazy about acid. Then they have that in Batman. Like, in the, that's how the Joker becomes a Joker. Like, he's in an acid factory with big vats of acid and he falls into one. And yeah. instead of dissolving, it just turns him crazy. But let's just back up a little bit and think about that. Why the fuck is there a factory 
with a bunch of vats of acid. Like, what is that good for? What are they doing? What are they manufacturing? Yeah. 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 And people are just getting in there. I mean, obviously Batman can get in, but the Joker, they didn't seem to be particularly intelligent. Yeah. Well, maybe it was written during a different generation before they closed the top of the acid vats off. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. I guess so. Yeah. You're right. I'm on your side. That's that's weird, man. <laughs> but that is like 89 Batman movie origin. Uh, you know, probably at this point, it's something different where now he just puts the makeup on his face and kills a talk show host. And he's uh, <laughs> the joke. he's the Joker now. <laughs> All right. So anything else you want to tell him about the bait shop? I think that's just- about it. Just come on by, guys. I mean, we're excited about this, more excited than really anything we've ever done. Um, We've been riding the jet skis up and down the canal at full speed, just crying tears of joy and singing and laughing. So, um, I mean, that's a little embarrassing, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's our dream, and we're realizing it. So come be a part of our dream, please. Yeah, and we have a great uh, rest of the episode coming up for you. Uh, We're going to interview our number one customer from the bait shop, Yep, that's going to be great. We do we have a lot of great customers, but this guy is one of our most eclectic, and actually was our first customer that ever came in. And now, um, you know, he comes in all the time. In fact, he doesn't doesn't leave often. But that that's great. I mean, that's okay. We love yeah, having it's cool him. With so, us. Yeah, so we're we're gonna have him on for an interview. Uh, we also have a dear radness uh, coming in for you, so uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And- you win another award just for listening to this episode. Uh, number one podcast listener. Congratulations. Congratulations. As always, guys, we love you and we're glad that you spent some time with us. So stay with us for the next uh, few minutes and we will continue our special brand of whatever it is that we're doing. Thank you for being awesome. Luscious, tight hair braids, but lack the time, patience, and wherewithal to interlock your own locks? Are you tired of other people unsuccessfully trying to interweave your hair strands, leaving your braids floppy like a flat tire, or too tight, making you feel as if a thousand tiny demons are pulling each individual follicle as hard as they can, and they won't stop? There's a solution. Hi, I'm Terry Feathers, inventor and CEO of the worldwide smash phenomenon, Marshmallow Pillow. Here with an inventive new way to save yourself ample time, energy, and money by effortlessly braiding your own hair with the all new Bluetooth compatible Electro Braid. Just attach your Electro Braid to any drill, entwine your hair with it, Turn it on and have flawless, crisp-type braids in seconds. 
there are two settings, classic and French, for your braiding enjoyment convenience. And now, you can customize your electro braid bit in any color you like. To order now via a robot with my exact voice, call 1-88-BRAID-ME today. Electro braid, get the best braid of your life for the rest of your life. Here at Male Pattern Radness are proud to present yet another sparkling new segment. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've got something in store for you we like to call number one bait shop customer. Number one bait shop customer. That's right. This guy, he's our homie. Uh, we have been obviously uh, spending literally all of our time at our new bait shop. It is our pride. It is our joy. It is the culmination of our life's dreams and work. So um, this this person, um, we are going to interview him uh, because he spends almost as much time in our bait shop as, as we do. He's right here. His name is Coop Hartford. What Coop, up, Coop, what up, Coop? Hey, how's it going there, guys? How you guys doing today? Great. Hey, well, I would say awesome. welcome to the shop, but you've been here all day and we love that. Oh yeah, it's my favorite shop on the canal. There's not that many out there, I tell you. We love we love hearing that uh, that we're your favorite spot, man. I mean, I, I mean, despite the fact that there aren't that many out there, I mean, you could you could choose to go anywhere, and and here you are. Once well, you got again. the best leeches this side of the bridge. I tell you that much. Yeah, our leech selection is vast. We do pride Thank ourselves you. in our leeches, <laughs> right? But self forged all of the bait that we should we should note, uh, folks. All the bait that uh, that we get um, at Mail Pattern Radness Bait and Snack Shop is self foraged by Ryan and myself. Um, and we have uh, freshwater leeches and saltwater leeches. And if you're fishing in the canal, it's going to be freshwater. But sometimes you want a, a saltwater or a leech like as bait for you know just what you're doing because that's what works. You know, and we go to the ocean to get those. Exactly. And I mean, honestly, you don't necessarily have to be fishing in the canal to come buy bait from us. You could just save the bait until a later fishing trip. Um, all right, Coop. So I guess uh, the first thing that we would, would want to ask you is, um, you know, what first attracted you to the, the bait shop? I say the first thing that attracted me that their bait shop was the corn dog on a stick with a pretzel. That was the first time I ever seen something like that. And then yeah. I was halfway through it, and then I ran out of bait, so I used the wiener from the hot dog to catch me a catfish later that day. And oh, man. that was a two-in-one investment right there, so I knew that was something I needed to come back to. So I came back, and then I I was amazed by the selection of what y'all had. Well, that, Coop, that's a pro move. I definitely have never tried that. I got to definitely try the, the pretzel rod corn dog as bait. Because I mean, the canal fish are different than other fish, and I mean, you are, you are the pro. I mean, you're teaching us the ropes, and we really do appreciate your wisdom. The Mister Miyagi of canal fishing, right here. Yeah, except I'm American. Yeah, so one hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Tell us just a little more about your job. Like, uh, apparently, you're you said you're a robot repairman. That gives you time to. Yeah, business ain't booming yet, so I mostly just fix up rumbas. 
but or Roombas, you know, you know those things that roll around. Oh no, Roombas, yeah. Yeah. Well, I figure once those things go self-aware and gain sentience, like terminators, I'll have you know more job consistency than I do now. But you know, it gives me a lot of free time and I like to fish. Yeah, I mean that could definitely give you some like real value in like the robot like apocalypse rising. It's like you know how to fix robots, like that's probably like one of the best skills that you could have. Fix them, dismantle them, whatever you need me to do. Yeah. You'll be Don't good let to hear have... you say dismantle. But... Yeah. We're glad you're on our side, Coop. That's all I'm going to say about yeah, that right? situation. No, now and in the future. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Ryan, did you have a question for Coop or did you ask the last one? I'm sorry. Uh, I, no, I, I could ask him. I got one. Okay. Uh, so from uh, if you could fish with anyone like living or like anyone like now or anytime from history, just have like a day on the canal with them fishing. Uh, who would you who would you spend the day with? If I could fish with anybody, it would have to be Walter Matthau. That oh, grumpy man. old man was one of the finest things I've ever seen fishing-wise. And I feel like that grumpy old son of a bitch, me and him get along just fine. Yeah, that is an amazing answer. I mean, that, he is one of the greatest fishermen of all time. That was one of that movie featured one of my favorite pranks to do to somebody of all time, which is um, which is hide dead fish inside of their their car even like under the mats and stuff and then just wait for him to find it all timer yeah. right there math out good one <laughs> yeah it's a sit and sit and wait one kind of situation exactly i like jokes like that <laughs> all right uh let's see so uh another thing uh we were really curious about coop uh and don't feel weird i know don't feel like pressure because this question is you know i mean it's you know it could create some rivalries rivalries within the bait shop um but in your in your um estimation who is the more knowledgeable and uh talented canal fisherman between myself and ryan oh i mean you're putting me in a tough spot there brandon you know you can't just come out and say it like that i love both you guys just the same but I got to admit that when you told me about using a taser on the floor to get them earthworms, that was some prime handed down knowledge. And I never caught bait that fresh and I never have to, because I got you boys for that. So Um, I would have to say, Brandon, I really do appreciate the way you work. The fact that you kill the engine on your jet ski to deliver me the bait. Sometimes Ryan, no offense. He just rolls up, scares my fish away. I I can't be having that. So I appreciate, I I, (laughs) close second, but. I, I thank you, Brandon. I'd say you get that number one right there. You know, I was so ready to be angry, but I can't argue with that. Like, seriously, yeah. like that information from your grandpa has like seriously made our business thrive so yeah. much and given us so much of a head start. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he's Definitely. right. I come in a little hot on the canal. I like I like to hit the throttle a little bit. And I mean, I enjoy my time on the canal. That's all I can say. It's cool, man. I mean, everybody's got to be doing things a little differently. So yeah. Sorry if I scared, I scared the fish away. Nah, it's all good. I'm here all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we might have to enact a new policy on uh, bait delivery, Ryan, if you're going to be. Yeah, I'll kill it a little uh, early. I mean, I, I'm just a hot dogger, and it's hard to hold back. And uh, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'm going to need you to do something for me, Ryan. I'm going to need you to reel it in. <laughs> okay. Put it that way, I have no choice. All right. I got a question. 
And I think all of us should answer this, but I want to start with you, Coop. Uh, why do you love being on the water so much? I mean, we all love being on the water. There's nothing more serene than just like a chill day on the canal with top quality bait, catching top quality canal fish. Like, so like, Coop, why do you love being snacks. on the water so much? Yeah, eating top-notch snacks. Exactly. Well, that's a good question right there. I mean, I've always had a fondness for Mother Nature, but I've always had a fondness for the testament that is man. So canal is the best of both worlds because I get the naturalness of the water, but then I know I'm close to home and civilization when I see those, those barriers and them walls. And Coop. it's just it's just nice and peaceful. Coop, you are truly a poet. A true canal poet, I must say. Your words have moved me. <laughs> Thank you. Brandon? Oh, uh, I was about to say Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you would answer. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how to follow what he just said. I, know, I feel so beautiful. I feel, yeah, I'm humbled by your presence, Coop. Um, I, I, I love, I love being on the water. There's nothing like it. The cool desert breeze in your hair the way that your socks get damp and stay damp the whole day, no matter how hot it is outside. Hydrated. That's right. Uh, I would say though, the, the thing that, that is my favorite thing about being on the water is um, uh, I don't know if I want to say it right now out loud. Speak from your heart, Brandon. Okay. We're all friends here from your canal heart. Open all right, well, the canal from your heart. The thing that um, the thing that I don't know that I've ever even told you, Ryan, and it's something that I'm going to reveal now on the podcast is that um, for a really long time, I was heavily addicted to plankton. And um, I know. I know. Yeah. You're not a whale, are you? Your silence says everything in, that I need to know. Um, I don't think that I'm a whale on land, which would be unusual for a whale. But anyway, so I was really addicted to it, and I'd be out in the water flop, flopping around like a fish and You're stuff. not one of those damn whales with legs, are you? No, I... Okay, I was no. checking. I had to check. That's, I had to ask. Isn't that what a platypus is? <laughs> oh, a it's a whale. whole other universe right there. All right uh anyway so whales don't lay no damn eggs sorry go ahead you, okay uh now i'm losing my train of thought oh no the plankton the plankton <laughs> i <clears throat> so i was addicted to plankton like fucking hardcore yes i was turning fish tricks and i don't want to go into it any further than that i'm just going to say that's what i had to do to get by it was bad. I hit rock bottom of the fucking ocean, no less. So I worked my way back up, Ryan, all the way back up to the fine upstanding citizen you see before you today, the fine co-bait shop and snack yeah, owner. Fine upstanding citizen you are, Brandon. You should be proud of yourself you. and your accomplishments. And, and so me going onto the water and not being ravaged by an addiction to microscopic plant life 
And I could just go out there and feel at one with nature. God damn it. And I feel like that, you know what I mean? Like, dude, that's my life. That's my whole life right there in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would pretty say pretty much samesies, except for like the plankton addiction. Like I, I love I, living harmoniously with the canal, giving and taking from nature's bounty. I mean, it kind of sums it up in the same way in a different way, just about plankton, you know? No, that was, yeah, gorgeous, man. You really, you really, I mean, you, you spoke words that I was feeling inside yeah. me already. Yeah. And then seriously, now knowing the plankton thing, like so much stuff in the past makes so much sense where you're like looking yeah. really bad for a while and like not doing well. And then like got a lot better and like, I, it all makes sense. And I'm really glad you pulled through and I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. Remember all the time when, um, when you'd be like, Hey, do you want some weed? And I'd be like, do you mean seaweed? And you're like, yeah, I see weed everywhere. It's all over the place. You want some? And then I, we just continue until I smoke the weed. But it, yeah, like the seaweed thing, that was because of, that was because yeah. there's plankton and seaweed. So I'd smoke seaweed blunts. All right, Coop. Plankton. Uh, we have one more question for you. Um, what do you think? Is there any like anything we could stock at the bait and snack shop that we don't oh, yeah. have right now? I mean, you're our number one customer, so we'd really appreciate your number one feedback of like, like if we could get anything that you could buy on the regs, like what would it be? I mean, I love y'all's dummy selections. The fact that you have over eight different types of worms is amazing. But um, I would say just more hot dogs, not just your corn dog. Cause sometimes I gotta eat half that some bitch just to get what I need to fish. So I mean, if you can get like ballpark franks or some bars or bar s or whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it, perhaps like a hot dog roller machine with like warm hot dogs. Well, I think you want them cold if you want to catch a catfish, but you know, whatever floats your boat or catches the fish. I mean, no, we're gonna follow your advice, Coop. Yeah. So cold hot dogs readily available, like. So Lucy's is what you're saying. You don't want to buy like a full pack of cold hot dogs. Maybe just like one or two at a time. Yeah. I, if he buys the line, I'm going to catch him. We don't, we don't need no extras. All right. All right. I, think, I think we can mix that into the rotation. Yeah. That sounds great. I mean, we still have all those. We have, still have those dog bags, yeah. you know, so we can use those. Yeah, we package our saltine crackers and dog shit bags, as I'm sure you've seen in the store, because it's just cheaper packaging and we pass the savings on to you, the customer. And, and I like it because nobody steals my crackers. Yeah, and if you're the number one customer, you get the number one most savings. Right, exactly. And, and also, for all you listeners out there, if you do visit the bait shop and you do see those dog shit bags, please know that they are 100% new they're fresh. never been used before Freshies. completely fresh we just use them because they're free so yeah. so we're passing the savings on to you yeah why leave money on the table right exactly all right koopa we really appreciate you being here i mean you're always here and we really appreciate yeah. it dude come back Thanks anytime for being on the podcast. which means we'll see you after this podcast episode is over we'll probably Oh yeah, you know what I wanted to ask you? What is your what's your favorite thing between the rad wine and the red juice? Rad, excuse me, rad wine and rad juice. Like if you had to choose one, which do you like best? I mean, like you, I've suffered from addiction, so I would have to go with the rad wine myself. 
Because okay. on a day when there's no bites, I'm be drinking more than a fish. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. That red wine is the spot. All right. Very you heard it here first, folks. I go every red other wine. one all day. I drink one red wine and then one red juice and one red wine, red one red juice. And, yeah. It's it works for you. You've been yeah. looking really healthy lately. <laughs> I got a regimen going. So wait, wait, one more thing, you guys. So regimen is a word, right? Yes. And regiment is also a word, right? Sure. Okay. I'm just confirming that this is true. <laughs> oh, you're asking me? Oh, man, you are the authority on words around here, man. Okay. It's true. <laughs> I just was, I just never get to talk to it with anybody, you know? I never get to talk to anybody about words like that. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up so we can get to the rest of the good old episode. So, once again, Coop, we'd love to thank you for being here as you're here every day. And uh, Ryan, it's been another canal treats you just as what well if... as it always has, which is yeah, top notch. Oh yeah, well, I definitely appreciate it as much as I appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all later. All right, Coop, ten later, four, Coop. good buddy. We're out of here. Dear Radness. Melt away the sadness, we'll erase all the badness, get ready. It's time for Dear Radness. All right, we're back with more Radness. Uh, we're here to help you guys out once again. Hey folks, like to welcome you to our fan favorite segment, Dear Radness, this is a long-running segment we've been doing whereby we give advice on vintage advice columns. Uh, uh, Dear Abby's our favorite. Sometimes we bounce around different people, but uh, just how we, she got her start was uh, answering advice from other people's advice columns. So we're just uh, taking a page from her book, uh, actually super old newspaper clipping in this case, from uh, 1986. Right. I remember 1986. That is, I believe, I think Spaceballs came out in 86. I could be wrong about that, but Ferris Bueller definitely came out in 86. Sweet. Anyway, <clears throat> without further ado, here we go. Dear Radness, I am in love with two boys and I don't know which one to marry. First, there's Andy. He's sort of blonde and sells insurance. Mama likes him, which helps a lot. He's very reliable and seems anxious to get married. Then there's Tony. He's dark and sort of gives me the creeps. But they're awfully nice creeps, if you know what I mean. I don't know which one I like best. In the daytime, I like Andy. But I believe I like Tony better at night. Which one do you think would make the best husband for me? Sign, Andy or Tony? All right, Andy and Tony. I mean, that is a real problem, you know, real life problem that I'm sure a lot of people have faced uh, throughout humanity. Uh, Andy or Tony, you know, which way do you go? Uh, st stability or uh, wild nights and fun times, you know, the stability doesn't sound like uh, you're really that into him, you know, you're just into the stability. 
that, that might get old real fast. And, you know, you and Tony, you, maybe you should have some fun, but it sounds like it's going to burn out real quick. And I mean, what do I know? You know, don't take my advice. Follow your heart is my first advice. But I do have more advice uh, beyond that if you want to listen. But I mean, you're going to follow your heart in the end and ignore all advice anyway. So what you should. But I think you should ditch both these guys. Uh, neither of them sound right for you to settle down and, and get married right now. You know, in 1986, there's a lot happening that's going to happen after this that you have no idea about. And you should probably just, you know, stay single for a while. And uh, instead of just uh, being with one of them or, or, you know, both of them, like maybe you should explore more options and be with like two other different people or three people or four people or five people. And, you know, don't hide it from each other. Uh, just like everyone's in on it. And uh, I mean, this isn't my thing, but I'm suggesting this you might enjoy this, you know, and uh, everyone's cool with it. And maybe you guys get a place together. And I'd say scrounge up all the money you can. And uh, it's 1986 and invest in Apple. And uh, just leave it there. I mean, it worked really well for this guy named Forrest Gump. It worked out well for him, as far as I know. And uh, in uh, 2003, you're going to want to invest in Netflix. It goes public for $15 a share. So take uh, some of that Apple money out. Uh, not all of it. Leave some of it in there. But invest it in, uh, in Netflix. In 2003, if you invest $10,000, that's going to be $500 million when you get to, to our time in 2021. So, I mean, that's good sound advice right there. And you're going to have all the money you need. If you want, I mean, you don't even need to do this at this point, but in 2011, you could uh, invest in Bitcoin for a dollar of Bitcoin, and that's going to work out really well for you, you know, at least uh, till 2021. And you're going to have all the money that you want, and you can, you know, have your own security to do what you want and the freedom to do what you want and who you want. And you could have your own private army, you could have your own private jet and jet around from all your different houses and compounds uh, all over the world, uh, housing all of your different lovers uh, that are all one big family. And you can you know, use your private jet uh, as transportation that anyone can go be wherever they wanna be. And uh, this would be like a lifetime full of uh, abundance and love. And so I don't see how you could go wrong with this plan, Andy and Tony, but uh, I don't know, you're gonna do what you're gonna do and uh, just follow your heart. What's your take on this, Brandon? Well, uh, I'm um, I'm actually kind of stupefied um, by what you just said, and I can't. Ryan, you understand that like there's you can't there's no such thing as time travel. Like we you can't you can't suggest people financial advice that they should take in 1986 when you have all the hindsight right now, like there's not, that doesn't work out for people. And they, I mean, this is a serious thing. Like people are looking to us for our, for our guidance. Um, so I think that first that the firstly, that's my first main point of um, uh, argument. My second point um, would be that, you're asking to involve far, far too many people. I love your idea of free love and your, um, your hippie ideals are also ones I embrace. Uh, but I don't know if, uh, 
if I can uh, confidently suggest to somebody to let unlimited lovers into their life, it could be bad. I mean, it, you know, you could let everybody know about it, but I mean, what if, uh, what if, uh, you know, what if one bad apple gets into the bunch and boom, all your apples have worms, right? Anyway, I've, I've come up with a solution that I know will make everyone involved 100% happy, okay? This is, a, this is something that is, um, <clears throat> it's, very, it, it's very experimental, but um, this is a, the appropriate time to unveil it, okay? This is called the love quadrangle, okay? And I know what a lot of you are thinking out there, that's just a square. Well, no one wants to hear a story about something called the love square, okay? So we're going with love quadrangle for this theory, okay? <laughs> and in this theory, not only can you date Andy, you can date Tony. And you can have a third separate partner secret partner now keep in mind you're not telling any of these people about the other ones it's listen i know that what you you might say that it's not it, you're giving three different people the dream of their lives you know what i mean you know you're you're giving more than anyone else is giving so i mean i don't think that there's any problem leading a double life uh if you need to um anyway uh your third partner and I've talked to him recently and he said he'd be willing is uh, somebody you all know and love chef Boyardee chef Boyardee where we bring him in and why he's the king component of the love quadrangle is because chef Boyardee is going to take all that time that you spend cooking all your meals, prepping your meals, all the time at the store, buying pans and cookware and groceries, um, all the all the budgeting that you have to do, throw all of that out the window. You don't ever have to spend another minute in your kitchen. Chef Boyardee will ensure everything that you need to do in your kitchen, both at home with Andy and both and at home with Tony, are one hundred percent taken care of. And as you know, no one would be able to tell the difference between a Chef Boyardee can pasta and a homemade one. Not in 1986. The, the Chef Boyardee was, I mean, and still is an incredibly talented chef. The, another thing that's a, a, big, a big component of this love quadrangle is that um, you as the, the lady need to be a, a pilot. Um, and then that way you can, you can traipse all over the United States and the rest of the world. You can have a couple of different families uh, and nobody's going to know. Um, you can do like, I mean, and you don't have to go coast to coast specifically. You don't have to go like LA to New York. I mean, that's a little cliche. Don't you think like you could go to like, you can go from like Albuquerque to like Richmond, you know what I mean? Something like that. So anyway, uh, that's, that's what I think. I think that, um, I don't know. I feel like what I, what I'm, um, 
what I'm espousing here is that you go out there and you lie, lie, lie to get everything that you want. But I think really what you're doing here is you're lying to give other people everything that they want. Um, and then you don't have to make the horrible decision of choosing only one person to be in love with. And then maybe like on your 50th anniversary, you could just like reveal to everybody um, <laughs> the existence of the, of your other partners. And then since you'll all be like old and sick, you could all move in together and take care of each other. And it'd be like a way more happy ending. So um, in closing, <clears throat> um, what Ryan said was uh, the worst. So uh, I'm sorry that <clears throat> that he gave that advice. Um, but if you just go ahead and listen to all, everything that I've said, your problems will dissolve and you'll live, I don't know, the next several decades um, in love with two people. Well, Brandon, uh, I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree again. Once and, again, uh, yes. But uh, I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, Andy and Tony, you can uh, take uh, whoever's advice advice you want. Uh, I would go with mine. But right, and I would go with mine. Um, I think though we both do agree that you should just be a pilot, regardless, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. on board with that because you can <clears throat> like definitely uh, make some some investment money, and then like once you have your own private jet going, you can have the freedom to fly that puppy yourself. If you right, exactly. Even more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that'll do it for the advice portion of this podcast. You've just finished listening to Dear Radness. And uh, if you've got a problem, if there's anything in your life that you feel like you can't get over on your own, um, we are now opening up Dear Radness to all callers and listeners. So, uh, hit us up on Twitter at mailrad is our handle. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, we, give, give us some questions. We'll give you some advice. We hope we left you enlightened and informed and uh, feeling real good inside. And uh, we'll catch you in the next segment. See you on the flip. Hey, hey, we have returned to bid you adieu. Thank you guys so much for uh, getting on board today and uh, following us around for the last hour or so. We really appreciate having you here. Yeah, we've come to our last little segment. We got a little bit more weird laughs for you. Uh, you know, uh, the great things keep happening for us. We actually got to uh, put on a team of uh, with Mortal Kombat, you know, with the success of the new movie, you know, they're making new games with the success of the movie or not. Uh, but we actually got uh, put on a team uh, that's part of the new game that's coming out. Uh, eventually, it's going to be a while still in development, but we're part of the writing development team. Uh, and as most people know, in uh, Mortal Kombat, the game, you uh, after you win the match, there's a opportunity to do a fatality and it's a finishing move uh, and it's usually pretty gory and they've done many other ones like brutalities and friendships and like many other versions and uh, they're adding a new uh, game type into this or ending type and uh, they hired uh, some comedy guns to uh, think of some of these are a new genre of finishing moves called fartalities. Right, exactly. <clears throat> Pardon me. We've been working with software engineers, 
designers. Um, we even had some game testers come in and um, um, kind of just flesh out some of the moves uh, with us. And so far it's going really well. Um, like Ryan said, we kind of can't believe our good fortune because seriously, who wouldn't want this sort of job? And so um, we wanted to kind of give you a little example. We can't really say like a whole bunch about what we're doing because we would get in some trouble, you know, clearly, but yeah, but we got um, the clearance to give you guys a little sneak peek. Exactly. Just, just for the award-winning rad crew. That's right. That's, that's right. You guys uh, are in for a little bit of a preview treat. So uh, Ryan, give him a, give him a little taste. All right. So this stuff, just try to imagine it. Like we just think of this crazy stuff and then, then they make it, you know, happen in the game. And it's so amazing to, to watch, you know, and uh, we're going to describe it the best we can, but there's nothing like seeing uh, your work happen on the screen. But so these are uh, some, a few sneak peek fatalities. Uh, Sub-Zero has always been a, a favorite character, uh, has all sorts of different ice powers. As you know, he freezes people and creates a uh, frozen ground and makes people slip on them and yeah, even creates frozen awesome. uh, swords and axes and stuff. Yeah, And so, uh, you know, in past fatalities, he would like freeze someone and shatter them. Uh, and uh, his fatality is called Frozen Shitstorm. And uh, so they're all, these are all kind of fart based. I know it's a little immature, but we're getting paid to do this, you know, so it's cool. So uh, he bends over, and, you know, finish him. He bends over and he uh, farts out a bunch of farts and, uh, and diarrhea. And then he freezes his diarrhea into spears, and this all is happening really kind of fast. And it flies in a frozen shitstorm shit tornado around the opponent, acting almost like a blender and just creating pieces of the shit and blood and flesh and bone, just all swirling around. And uh, that's that's basically the gist of the frozen shitstorm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty grisly. You guys are gonna like that one a lot. Um, yeah. One of my favorites actually is uh, is Raiden's move. I used to always like to use Raiden. Um, for some reason, I had a, you know, it's a real button masher, obviously, especially when you first start because you don't know any of the moves. And for me, <clears throat> um, really early on, I only used Raiden because I could do the, I could do the one move where you fly over and hit him, hit him with your head or whatever. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. So, um Raiden's fatality uh, is actually pretty interesting. It's called Electric Shigella. Now, what this consists of is, is you're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. Um, your opponent is about ready to be finished off, of course, and you hear the words, finish him. And you do the button combo, right? And basically what happens is, is uh, Raiden just calmly walks over to his opponent and he shakes his hand. It zaps him a little bit, right? And that, and that's all that happens. And so the opponent kind of giggles, <laughs> puts his hand up to his mouth. You know what I mean? And then pulls out a hamburger, right? Just, just so it has like a hamburger in a satchel. And Raiden says, "Hey, you probably shouldn't eat that." And then. The opponent. You, should you should probably wash your hands right you should probably wash your hands right yeah not eat that wouldn't work sorry ryan that's right we changed that because um originally that didn't make sense uh so you should probably wash your hands and then what what was the character that you had said 
Oh, uh, yeah, for example, we do Kano, and he'd be like, oh, blow off. I'm hungry. Right. Exactly. And so then he would consume, he or she would consume the hamburger, which clearly was contaminated with uh, electric shigella. And then from there, um, a, a toilet would appear and, uh, and the opponent would, uh, for lack of a better way of phrasing this, shit himself to death. Yeah, it's pretty gory. Right, right. Pretty dark, but I mean, that's the way these games go. And at least there's a toilet, you know what I mean? We could have just had him shit himself yeah. to death, like, yeah, laying the on the ground. kind of slides in from the side, and then he sits down on it, and it's kind of like one of the longer uh, fatality or brutality or fatality scenes of uh, mm-hmm. probably all time, because it takes a little while for this whole sequence to play out, you know? He shakes his hand, and then he eats a burger, and he doesn't feel well, and then the toilet appears, and then he sits on it, and then just kind of, like, really shits his brains out till he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole time Raiden's just kind of watching, you know. He, he eventually pulls up like this wicker chair, uh, and I think um, I think that one. I think the last. I think the last iteration of the one we designed, we have Raiden whittling, um, which which does it does harken back to his history, but I don't think people will get you know the reference. So the long rich history it is. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean Raiden. I mean I great character uh one of the one of the all-time great characters in literary history actually yeah oh gee for sure uh up next we have uh lu kang with his flying particle kick and uh everyone uh, know you know one of his signature moves everyone knows it's kind of uh flies across the screen and and kicks mm-hmm. and uh, i forget what the name of that kick is uh but in this one he uh does that but he also farts and lights that on fire and it propels him forward extra fast for the fatality and it uh it's coming at the person so half so hard he kicks them in half he kicks the top half of their body off their bottom half is just kind of like their legs and a little bit of the torso left and then a bunch of like farts fly out of the bottom half of the torso too that were just like built up in there and then the legs fall over and, and that's that that's uh kung or lu kang's uh, flying particle kick yeah yeah guys i mean and it all it's 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 just as awesome as it sounds uh, we have been working really hard um you know they're not all winners everything is sort of um uh, work in progress yeah this might not uh, make it in yeah the last thing that we've kind of been stumped on we were working on a move where um scorpion gives his opponent um pancreatitis because um because scorpions if, if you get stung by a scorpion and you, you know, let it go and don't take care of it, you can eventually get pancreatitis. Now, while, whether or not this is pretty cool, it kind of does ignore the, the poop uh, fart, fartality aspect of the whole situation. So, yeah. well, it could be like a, a different segment called like nature's wrath, you know, and that could just be yeah. a different segment of fatalities. That's pretty cool. See, now, yeah, exactly. And that's why that's why they're paying us because we <laughs> have ideas like this. So and we got uh, one one last one is a uh, Sonia Blade. Uh, she's like has a, a handgun as one of her her weapons that she uh, uses as her arsenal. And uh, her fatality is called a hollow point fart bullets. And uh, basically gets finish him screen and she pulls out uh, her the clip of her gun and she uh, farts into that some uh, magic fart bullets, I guess. 
and then slaps that into the bottom of the gun and then uh, shoots the whole clip into her opponent. And uh, they are de absolutely devastating. And uh, that's the hollow point fart bullets. Yeah, that was, uh, that was one of my favorites, actually. I mean, can you imagine getting shot with a bullet that has, has like a it, condensed fart inside of it? Yeah, and hollow point, no less. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. So those were the Mortal, Car Mortal Kombat fatalities that we got okayed to tell you guys about. The rest is top secret. And you'll just have exactly, to uh, yeah. get the game whenever it comes out in the next year or two or three. I would it'll guess be out soon. Too, yeah. yeah, it'll be out soon. Uh, it's going to be a big hit. We can already tell. I mean, you guys probably also can tell. But I mean, what a great addition to the game, though. The, the Fartality, I think that's really going to bring in um, even more adolescent young young men to yeah. play video games, yeah. which I think they've already cornered the market there. But yeah, kudos to the Mortal Kombat franchise for having a, an open mind. Exactly. Letting, yeah. Letting us be a part of that. Yeah, we really we do appreciate it. Uh, we We always... God, we get so much love from a lot of different different places. And um, big shout out Taco Bell Island. Um, still thinking about that vacation we had there. Um, yeah, we miss anyway. you, we miss you, Polly Shore. Yeah. Oh man, chilling with the wheat easel. That was nice. <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> so this brings us to pretty much the very end of the show. I want to thank you again for listening. Uh, we'll be back again soon for more. Uh, audio vibrations that's right guys thank you for being here and uh, thanks again to our number one customer at the bait shop Good that's advice. right get your ass down to the bait shop ladies and gentlemen the mail pattern radness bait and snack shop canal side check us out we're there seven days a week we have jet ski parking catch you guys later Motherfucking titty sucking two ball skeleton theory. <laughs>